It's Tuesday, November 14th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from New Delhi, India. And today, Dr. Rick and I have the great privilege to travel around to see a a home for children here in New Delhi, as well as meet with the government here in India to talk more about how we can strategically partner with them to care for orphans. But uh, we have the privilege of getting to be with our brother, Alex Sam, and he has greeted us here in India and will go around with us today. And he uh, has the great, we have the great opportunity to partner with him. And so Alex, we're just grateful to have you today. But before we even just talk about what you do with Lifeline, you have just such a tremendous story about how God has saved you and how he has just weaved your story together as a a former orphan yourself. Will you just briefly give a a background to everyone about who you are and how you came to Christ? Uh, Thank you for having me here. Um, I was like six-month-old baby when my mom died and nine-month-old baby when my father left me in the orphanage and he also died. So I don't know much about my childhood, but I I grew up. I was in Christian orphanage called Emmanuel in Kota, Rajasthan. Um, I was loved. I was taken care. uh, But there were a few reasons that I felt that I was not loved and things. So I started running away like prodigal son. And I ran many times. They caught me every time and they gave me punishments, uh, which was spankings and things. Uh, Finally, I got into a train and the train led me to Bombay. Mm. And there I don't know what to do. I was like a poor uh, frog in a pond who doesn't know what to do once he comes out. And uh, I started uh, mopping out the trains, begging for my foods and slowly became uh, a street hawker selling things on the streets and trains. Then I got into child gang doing unnecessary things, smuggling things like marijuana and things. And um, I came to my senses and that's what I say that uh, prodigal son ran once. I ran many times. He came to his senses (laughs) once. I came to my senses many times. Mm. But finally, one day decided to come back to the orphanage. I grew up. They welcomed me back and uh, I surrendered myself into the hand of uh, Jesus and that's how my life began second era of my life Amen. second third fourth I don't know but that's right. what I count second <laughs> and now the neat thing is the Lord has you right in the way that he works he redeems us and then he places us to work with those that we're so much alike and so now you have the opportunity to work with other children in the same scenario. Tell us a little bit about that work. Um, I've been married to a girl. Uh, she also grew up in orphanage. Uh, but we two have, we both have uh, two different stories. I don't know my parents. Uh, but she had parents and still she was in orphanage because of the economy poverty. And um, it was very hard for her also that having parents staying in orphanages and when people come and talk there, they say, oh, they are orphans. And she will think, No, I'm not orphan. I have family. And uh, God brought us together. We got married and uh, we worked with the same organization for a few years. Mm -hmm. 
taking care of orphans and orphan children and in different capacity of that ministry. Uh, finally, in 2008, uh, we decided to move on, start our own ministry in the tribal belt area uh, in Pakur. We left, we left for Pakur. God has blessed us with four children, two born, two adopted. And um, that's what I'm doing. And after that, uh, presently we have 10 children. And my in ch uh, the number of children in our home uh, decreases and increases because we place them into family. We are not there to expand our orphanage, but we believe in expanding families, mm. taking that children into a permanent family. Amen. And I know uh, for those of you who are listening, you may want to go on to Amazon and to get Alex's book. He has actually had the opportunity to write down his story and so much more than, than what he has said here about just the Lord's hand in directing him. And that book is on Amazon and it's called The Wide Roads of Mumbai, One Orphan's Journey from a Christian Orphanage to the Streets of Mumbai and Back. And Alex, uh, you are now working with and partnering with Lifeline in a lot of strategic ways in India to help, uh, first and foremost, Christian families that are coming to adopt here in India. And, and earlier we were talking about even the, the passion that you have for these children to find a home. And uh, the orphanages, uh, while they're not great, they're necessary because they're better than the streets. But ultimately, we want to see children put into families. So talk about your role here with Lifeline and just how you see that as being a, a big part of helping see children in families. Um, I'm thankful to Lifeline that they gave me an opportunity to fulfill the passions I have. Uh, I want to see each and every child are placed into families. And um, I've been praying for that for many years of my life, that why these children don't have families? Why so many orphanages? And when I say orphanages, I don't uh, reduce the importance of orphanages, but uh, uh, when I grow more deep in Bible and spiritually in my own life, I feel that God has created us to be into families. And um, so if orphanages, uh, they come up with the vision that these children needs family, I think that would be the best thing I can do for my own country. And with Lifeline, I do a very small part actually. When family comes, I I am blessed more than them because I got to get their first picture, got to get see that how they are reunited with family and um, I don't know how I will put that into the words they are beyond my words and imagination mm -hmm. how much I am blessed and uh, I'm happy to help them in any way I can when they are in India to feel them that they feel that they are comfortable and they are going with their child mm -hmm. and they're not going empty-handed back to their country well, amen. And I know that the families have continually just raved about the way that you care for them and greet them. And uh, I know even earlier we were uh, joking around about uh, having a sense of humor. And we know that God has created us in his image. And part of that image is to have a sense of humor. And as we actually have been teasing Dr. Rick uh, about being epic around the world, 
we actually had a family come up and introduce themselves to Dr. Rick. And so it's not teasing, it's reality. It's not teasing anymore, it's reality. Um, so just uh, talk, uh, talk about just uh, some of the special times so far that you've had, maybe something that stands out from a family that's come uh, to India. And as a greeter and in that role, just how that's, uh, that's really something that's touched you and blessed you. Um, I always say that uh, world without orphan is possible. There is no vision which cannot be possible because uh, as I always say, there is no word impossible in God's dictionary. Mm. With him, everything is possible. India is also in world with largest population of orphans, mm. more than 31 million. Mm. And uh, if, you, if we want to start a world without orphans, we should start it with India. Mm. Because once you start and concentrate on India, children getting into families, your 40 to 50 percentage are taken care, rest, it's mm. an easy job. Uh, that's one of the thing I prefer that uh, people and second thing as I always say I may be a little selfish because I am from India <laughs> and I want uh, our children to get families <laughs> that's uh, another thing and moreover it's biblical <laughs> that um, children have their own rights they should be uh, growing up in family <laughs> and they should experience uh, family Imagine if those children, I know many children on streets because I lived in streets mm. growing up without families, even in orphanages when they are aged out, uh, they live a very terrible life. Mm. They, they, as I said, when I came out of the orphanage and I was in street, I don't know what to do. Mm. And uh, I had no idea what I'm going to eat, mm. how, how to speak with people, no any skills on my hand uh, to do and... Uh, People don't give jobs to an unknown person and child labor is a crime here. Uh, it becomes more terrific. Mm. Children grow better in families. Amen. And we know that uh, ultimately, too, the hope of these children is, is the church. It's the gospel of Christ. And uh, in Psalm 68, verse 5, you know, God says he is the father of the fatherless, the protector of the widow. Uh, is God in his holy habitation. He sets the lonely in families and he leads the prisoners to prosperity. And so, Alex, talk about really what what the church uh, looks like in India today and how we can be praying for the church in India. Very sad part is we know the church is the hope. Even church know the church is the hope, but they don't act on it. Mm. Uh, they preach it, they don't practice it. And I would say not every church, but there are very small number of churches who are practicing it, who are uh, there for family-based care. I always put like this from my experiences, visiting so many orphanages, meeting so many orphan leaders, uh, visiting so many pastors, what I have come through. I might be wrong, uh, but that is what I felt uh, that a pastor or a person goes to a village or to a place to start ministry. He starts up with a um, small congregation mm. and he feels that he's not growing. Mm. Uh, so when those poor people come with their child, says that, uh, Pastor, can you take care of my child that he get educations and things? 
the pastor, instead of uh, encouraging that family to keep the child with them and church coming up and standing with that child to help him get educations and one nutritious meal from the church, that church or that pastor sends that child, separate the child from the family, send them to orphanage, or rather they start their own orphanage. Uh, that's very sad part. Do we need orphanages? Yes, we do need orphanages, but for real orphans. For children, those who are abandoned, those who are abused, those who are not in a safe, pla- safe places, living in a hard places, those children need orphanages. But there also, I would encourage and I would say that that should not be a permanent solution. Mm. They should be placed into families. They should be placed into foster if families is not available. Any foster and adoption, which is very rarely taking care in the churches of India, at least the orphanages they have, uh, they can turn that into a, a family-based care, having a house parent, 10 children in a family and things. Many times people say, it's fun. I said, if God can provide you to build this big uh, buildings and structures and things, if he can pour you, he will pour you some more money to change your strategic and structure. And uh, it's possible. The only thing is we need to change our mindset. Mm. And um, to be very sad part uh, is that uh, churches have done wonderful jobs in India with orphan children. Uh, but they have not done it with full heart or with uh, full intentions. Because I know uh, orphan children from all over India. Yesterday I had dinner with one of the orphan child staying in Delhi. Uh, he's married, he stayed there. People support orphan children. And I'm not speaking against uh, orphanages or orphanages leaders. I'm speaking my experience that uh, people sponsor orphan children. But I have rarely seen and I would love to see any orphan children studying in the United States or Australia or London or things. But I know many, many orphan leaders, their kids are studying into these countries. And I wonder if orphan children have been sponsored, how come orphan leaders' children end up on those universities and things? And I would encourage even the Western world, have some scholarship, have some uh, places for orphan children to get their uh, education in such university, they deserve it. And that's, that should, uh, church should feel that that is their right, the right of churches to help to fulfill the right of the child. Amen. Well, unfortunately, you know, always we see that the reason we even have orphans is because of sin in this world. And sin creeps into even our mindset and when people seek to do what is good. And like you've said, we see these churches that uh, potentially want to make a name for themselves by uh, taking in these children as opposed to supporting families. And and you see corruption around the world. But uh, brother, we're thankful for you and for your wife and the way that you guys are serving in India, these 10 children, and also seeing the restoration of your community and to see these children placed in the families. I would say one more thing, the very saddest part uh, according to Indian culture also, people think they are orphaned because of their sin. But Bible says everyone is sinner. Right. Doesn't matter he's an orphan or he's not an orphan. 
everyone is sinner that's right and um, when god rescues us uh, i all often when i speak in churches when i speak in awareness uh, programs to church leaders and thing and i say what is gospel for you people come up with different ideology and different theology which is not wrong and they said oh he shed his blood for us he died and uh, he he got birth from virgin mary and things but me being an orphan uh, me being a pastor uh, me being taking care of those children for me adoption is gospel and gospel is adoption that god through his son adopted us into his family so in india i'll put like this that the family through kara adopting that child into family mm. so it's it's gospel and adoption you can't separate them both amen yeah that beautiful picture of it's because of sin that orphans are abandoned and people children are orphaned in the first place and it's through adoption that they're made whole in the same way we're separated to, from god because of our sin and christ jesus comes and adopts us. So we're excited to walk this journey this week with our brother Alex and you'll get to hear a lot more from him this week on the Defender podcast and pray for the church in India. Pray for Alex as he is serving here and pray for Dr. Rick and I as we have so many important meetings this week and as we seek to take the gospel to the children of India. Thanks for listening to the Defender podcast. For more information or connect with me, please visit herbynewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.